Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But the days of searching the shelves for hidden gems and overlooked call classics is never ending. Join us while we drown in a sea of streaming options and ask the question, what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank. I'm Scott. And we're the last video store clerks. <laughs> I mean, because I got the Series X. Oh. Once I made this change, I was like, well, I might put that in the living room, but... I don't know. Oh, I yeah. That's where the PlayStation is. It's out there. Kelly plays The Sims on it. <laughs> like Sims 4, because they never make new games. I, I feel like if I set it up out there and she goes to her profile, I'm going to be tempted to put her on gold, the live membership. <laughs> then what? Then we've got two live memberships just so they could play a game every now and then. Uh, Maybe. Kelly, she doesn't play it like you're supposed to. <laughs> like, I literally, I, like, I taught her how to put cheats on it. So she just cheats and gives herself money and does none of the work and just builds things and then she barges into other people's houses like around her and like rearranges their house and like fixes their life and then moves on to the next house <laughs> that's what she does uh, that's awesome she's dude. like like we were with grand theft auto 3 like nobody fucking <laughs> not a single person you're like unlimited money unlimited yeah armor. you could make your car jump yeah. <laughs> hey, that GTA 3, though, that one gang did have cars that jump. Well, that was always the thing when they would be like, those games are violent. Your car can't jump. Kids know your car can't jump. Come on. <laughs> you know, I told you I've had a busy week. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just been busy. I bought two new games Monday. I've gotten to play an hour. It's a maybe mistake. Two. I bought two new games on a month. I haven't been able to touch either one. I am playing the quarry really slow for a 10-hour mm -hmm. long game. Well, I got the new Saints Row. I was a pretty big fan of the Saints Row series. It was just always weird. It looks like shit. It does look like shit. I wanted to just... Sorry, this has become a video game podcast. No, it's fine. I, <laughs> I think it, somebody out there might relate. It's If you played the other ones, it was just crazy. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was what the, the crazy shit that Grand Theft Auto was missing. And it wasn't quite Grand Theft Auto, though. I watched somebody play it on YouTube mm -hmm. and looks like... That game was made 15 years ago. <laughs> I was like, why would you pay? What do they charge $70 for a fucking video game well, now? A couple of games ago, or was it the most recent? There's one of them where the opening sequence, you're climbing up a rocket that's been launched and the Aerosmith song from Armageddon is playing while you're scaling the rocket trying to get to the top to do some shit. It was epic. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. You can beat people with dildos in that game. It was just something different. I did at one point download a game called, uh, it was like Boner Town or something like that. Oh. Where it was like shitty Grand Theft Auto. Walk around to talk to girls. And like, <laughs> you start out, you like have no clothes and a tiny penis. And then you, as the game goes on, your dick gets bigger. Like was that. that a PlayStation exclusive? It was just like a fucked up, ste <laughs> Steam is dark. Oh, it's if you Steam. go down the Steam hole, the on sale adult games, like wow. that shit is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> man you've clicked on some previews haven't you oh i've downloaded whole games and been like i oh, try this it's a dollar <laughs> fuck what kind of porn game is a dollar okay we went from not Saints a very good road to your like <laughs> your closet i know, <laughs> Steam I know. Games. <laughs> oh man you we are who we are it's behind the sparkly curtain <laughs> that's where those games are leisure 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 Suit Larry. <laughs> Leisure Suit Larry. It's really hard to say. Leisure. <laughs> <laughs> what did you watch? You said you didn't watch very much. I didn't so. watch much. It, it was a busy week, so I put it on a show that makes me go to sleep. So I watched the new season of Alone. Kind of like what people watched. In, you know, a That's lot what of people... I missed the History Channel for. Did like, you watch Alone? Not having... Oh, no, I didn't watch Alone. Oh, okay. Is Alone a documentary something? No, it's a reality, reality show. show. They oh. drop 10 people in a very secluded area everybody's just saying i'm gonna make it 100 days last one wins like 500 grand if you make it yeah but it's like last one gets it they have to hunt forage build shelter protect themselves it's oh. and i mean they've got camera equipment i might be into that i, I watched that uh life below zero show for right. like a whole day which one was that in a hotel room the people who live way up above the arctic circle mm. it's like just survivalist people who moved out there oh and it just kind of keeps up with them it shows what happens when like a storm comes and stuff like that it's not the one about the people at the research center at place in, in an antarctica no maybe that's <laughs> life below zero maybe this is another one 
I don't know. It's like people way oh, no. up in Alaska. I'm it's thinking like about a documentary of Alaska. that I watched on HBO Max or like Amazon Prime or something. I watched one about the people who go there to work for so many months out of the year. Oh, yeah. I bet that's weird. It's I looked at jobs. <laughs> I, I went to the website and looked at jobs. Like you were like, I wonder if I could do this. It's crazy, man. They're saying, you know, you come here for an experience. You know, they say you're going to get an experience because they put your ass to work because there's so much to do to maintain. They say you're moving, moving, moving. I mean, they get to chill every now and then do something like cool. Was that the weirdest thing you've ever looked into doing? I mean, they said like that they're always looking for people. So I said, oh, are they? Well, what positions are they? <laughs> it's, um, you know, there's quite a few you don't need a certification for or anything. You just need experience in an area. But yeah. yeah and I'm, willingness to. To go to Antarctica <laughs> where <laughs> things could go south. Yeah. <laughs> very fast. Or a dog could enter your camp. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and we all know where it goes from there. <laughs> but I'm um, no alone and I rewatched Death Proof. I'm about to start going horror movie hard. Horror. Probably it'll go till Christmas. See, it happens I, every year. I was going to do the whole Grindhouse thing, the Planet Terror and Death Proof. So I started Death Proof from halfway through it. But you know, I, you remember it. You can, well, you can also, it's like a podcast. What it's I, just people talking. <laughs> what I didn't put together before was in the Texas I love Chili. It. Well, the Texas Chili Parlor scene, the roller girls go there and one of the girls who's a server in Death Proof was one of the girls in the series that was on A&E or something called Roller Girls, where they followed the Texas Roller Derby. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I watched a couple episodes of that. People yeah. I knew would pop up in it, and it was weird. So one of the chicks who, who was a roller girl, she was in the movie. I was like, oh, I recognize her from that show I watched over 10 years ago. Turned out that show was 06. So I watched that show. 15 years ago. Oh my God. That was that long ago? It was This is when that fucking Ellen Page movie came out. Whip, Whip It. it. Whip It yeah. came out after Roller Girls. Ah. I, I just got confused because I was like, wait, am I supposed to call her that? Yeah. I'm, no. <laughs> no, I said that with confidence. Like, I am almost certain Whip It came out after Roller Girls because there was some. Yeah, yeah. There was a rise. Oh, there. no. I meant uh, call her Elliot Page. <laughs> oh, yes. I was like, do I have to call past version in my memory? No, Elliot Page. You're do correct. I, do I have to please my thoughts? Please your thoughts. <laughs> like those searches on Steam? <laughs> hey, man. It's weird. I didn't think of that as being something wrong to do, but... It's not. <laughs> then I was like, I hurt someone's feelings. Oh, that... I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about I don't want to hurt thing. someone's feelings, but I do want to play sexy video games. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they're not They're not good enough yet. I could talk about that for an hour. <laughs> Okay, Steam special, couple weeks. <laughs> um, <laughs> Scott's going to have a whole do I, don't I segment. <laughs> I watched uh, the history of nudity in movies. Oh, fuck. So it's called Skin. It was a documentary. It was like two hours long. It was really good. It was I've a seen really that good up. documentary. It was good? Yeah. Okay. Because it goes all the way back to like when film is created. I mean- 50% of the time it's used to take pictures of naked people that's what they do with it immediately that's what they do with everything immediately so that's like yeah there's weird adult video games on steam no that's but awesome yeah it's crazy and i didn't realize how many people had been naked in things and they did a really good job of balancing choice to mm -hmm. do it with it being expected of you it started out as a thing that people did to propel their career. But, and then before it was taboo. But yeah, no one was like making them do it. And I mean, anything like that is open to avenues of abuse. Mm -hmm. Goes through like Marilyn Monroe and all these different older actresses that shocked everyone by doing it later in their career, which was a weird thing to think about. As far as a lot of the times people do nudity at the beginning of their career. Or they save it for because there's that weird like I was a child star, so I had to wait to a certain point in my career. So people didn't, you know. Yeah. The whole time I kept thinking criticize. about how I it's even weirder to think that a naked woman mm -hmm. in a certain movie will have an impression on a human that goes forward and Phoebe Cates and Fast Times at Ridgemont High and stuff like that. Well, yeah, or, you know, more specifically my age, everybody would always talk about the Poison Ivy movies. Oh, my God. I haven't thought about that in years. Because That's the, fucking crazy. Because the Poison Ivy movies were, yeah. you know, stars that were up and comers who turned out to be, you know. Um, but then yeah. was Alyssa Milano, though, was child star. You know, oh, well, Drew so Barrymore was Drew Barrymore. Was in the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's weird because you go from this child star thing to like, oh my God, they're it's naked in the movie. It's not bad too as far as a movie goes. The first Poison The first Ivy. one? Yeah. Didn't have Tom Skerritt? Tom Skerritt and uh, Drew Barrymore. what's her name from Roseanne? 
Darlene. Roseanne. Yeah, she's in it and she's good. A little goth kid in the like late 80s, early 90s ish. That's, I had problems feel. remembering who. Like Cure Goth? Who was, who Drew Barrymore was, you know, the other one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember Tom Scarrett, Drew Barrymore, but oh, who was his daughter? <laughs> <laughs> Such a key part of the story. Well, but, she's the main character of that movie. I know. That's like, why, that's the thing, too. And I can tell like, you the whole movie. Everybody just remembers, like, they're like, yeah, Drew Barrymore. But I'm doing sorry, nudity. I forgot it was Darlene. Yeah, Tom Scarrett is a, uh, an Did American you? fucking treasure. She's a Scarrett. Scarrett. I like saying Scarrett. You're never going to change it. Oh, <laughs> what are you doing to my brain right now, Tom Scarrett? Oh shit! Oh, there's a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> I like it because you can say like Tom Scarrett. Oh, you know? What are you doing to me? The reason I do that is because there was a guy who would come in and he'd tell me at the video store that he thought Tom Scarrett was an American treasure. You know, if and I, I was ever... like, we were like, you're saying it weird. You're putting the emphasis the wrong. If I ever get possessed, don't come at me with the power of. <laughs> you know, you're the not power compelling to... of Tom Scarrett compels you. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Who the fuck says Tom Scarrett? I'm just fucking with you. Hashtag Tom Scarrett. <laughs> <laughs> Vote for Tom Scarrett for American president. Tom Scarrett. 2000. What year is it? 2002. <laughs> oh, man. No. I write in him for everything. You know, he was on a show called Picket Fences. It's my original. Uh, that and Alien. Yeah. Did you know that he was one of the Alien neck movies? Neck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tom Scarrett. Other than that, I watched a shitload of For All Mankind. Pretty fucking good. Yeah. Uh, from what I can tell, from the reason I started watching it, I was like, oh, I don't know why I'm not watching that. Mm -hmm. It gets more space-oriented sci-fi, but it's an alternate timeline. Space travel, if the Russians had landed first. Feels a little bit like uh, sci-fi Mad Men. Well, yeah, and if there's timeline or time travel and it's decent, I feel like it's got you. It's not really time travel. It's just there's a split, and unless later they're like, <laughs> you know they man in the high castle that shit it's man in the high castle with space okay y except you know no nazis did you ever watch the amazon series oh yeah yeah i did oh, i started it we didn't finish it uh i don't know if i finished it or not hmm. book is very short yeah. <laughs> so, i think i i just ha i found something else along the way <laughs> i found something else <laughs> i saw a squirrel. i knew what was gonna happen it's fine mm. yeah tom Scarrett. sorry it's gonna be stuck now i know <laughs> man did you ever watch steel magnolias i oh yeah of course <laughs> i watched all the old lady movies when i was at the video store all the old lady movies tom spirit uh, i watched fried green tomatoes a lot when i was there oh it's a good movie man it is kathy bates i want kathy bates and tom spirit to be <laughs> Jesus. It's just president of the united states it's a heart in my in my soul i mean a hole in my soul We're taking this bit too far <laughs> uh what i can say on this threading is the movie we watched had a bunch of rewrites by the guy that's directing the next alien movie no shit or it had redirected scenes they did a bunch of reshoots mm -hmm. so he directed all this stuff okay yeah so that kind of backwards it's been a long day you know <laughs> I went into this movie not really knowing what was going to happen. I was pleasantly surprised in yeah. a weird way. Yeah, me too. In a weird uh, way. I feel like if I had read the book, I might not be as happy because I was getting that from reviews. But luckily, I watched this movie without anything. I went in totally cold, didn't read anything about it, and then figured out that I owned the book but hadn't read it. It was on my Kindle already. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, I just didn't associate the two. For anyone who... Uh, wonders what the fuck we're talking about this week we watched from the director of swingers <laughs> chaos walking pleasant surprise chaos also walking. several other very good movies and a couple of fucking hard bombs mm. but i liked it i liked it it was fun i liked it i was worried a couple times i know they were a little older but i felt the teeny bopper thing popping up i was like oh is this gonna be a divergent hunger games that's what i get Maze real worried Runner. about because i read hunger games and Maze Runner. Each mm -hmm. each of the two series, I read them in like a single weekend. Just mm -hmm. ate them. Just went through them so fast. And then somebody tried to get me to read Divergent, and I was like, nah. I, I don't like this. No. This was a weird one because I had heard about this movie, and I knew it didn't do very good. I don't know if that had to do with the pandemic or not. I knew that the original news about this movie was that Charlie Kaufman was going to write it, and mm -hmm. he did. He's not credited, but he wrote the original draft for the movie. But apparently, the final. Well, hopefully, he's still got some money in there somewhere. I don't know. What we, he's a He's nuts. That guy seems crazy. No. I get it. That's true writery, though. That's like a well, like weird guy in a room. Did you writery? even show me like 10 it. seconds of this trailer? No, 
I th- I think I texted you and I didn't watch the trailer. I and had I no think you just looked at the the like IMDb entry for a second and you were like, sure. I was fine. <laughs> this is kind of your avenue though. This is the sort of thing that you'd be. Oh shit! I have to find out what that is. Yeah, I was. I would have given it a shot. I think outside. Either way, at some point down the line. Yeah, not knowing this it just was sped uh, up the process of me watching it. But I didn't know it was a young adult thing at first, and then I felt it. I felt it so fast uh you know it does have a little 100 plot line <laughs> yeah <laughs> one hate a cone sky crew you want to give us a summary i'll give you the summary <laughs> <laughs> octavia cone sky crew <laughs> no, okay <I'll> stop. <laughs> fucking bellamy anyway Todd, played by Tom Holland, lives in a dystopian future settlement absent of women on a distant Earth-like planet. In the first few minutes of the film, we learn that the settlers are afflicted by the noise, which causes their thoughts to manifest audibly and visibly around them. Some of the settlers are better at controlling them than others. At the same time, Viola, played by Daisy Ridley, as part of a second wave of settlers' advance team, crashes down on the planet. She is caught by Todd, breaking into his family's house, and captured by the town's mayor, played by Mads Mikkelsen. The mayor tells her that the women there were killed by the planet's natives and that the noise only affects men. Viola, realizing something is off with these men, escapes back to Todd's farm. When the mob arrives, Todd's father sends the two away to the planet's original settlement, warning him not to say where he is from. Together, in pursued by literal toxic masculinity that desperately needs a shower, our heroes set off on a journey to warn the incoming settlers of the threats on the ground and to discover the truth of the planet's violent history. Chaos Walking is based on the novel The Knife of Never Letting Go by Patrick Ness. It's directed by Doug Lyman, written by Patrick Ness and Christopher Ford. It stars a couple other people, including a Jonas brother. It's, you know... I like that you didn't say which one. (laughs) (laughs) You know... I, I, I saw him pop up in that first scene that he's in, and I, I thought to myself, is that a fucking Jonas brother? Did you feel a little bit like he may have been in this movie more? Like he was cast to be in the movie more, but they were like, nah. nah. They kind of just made him like this one, two line oaf. So here's the thing, man. And he's I, filthy. <laughs> I don't feel bad for knowing. Is this the same Jonas that was in Righteous Gemstones? Oh, I don't know. That's that was my thing. I didn't get to check. He's the one from Jumanji. Fuck yeah, right? From Welcome to the Jungle. The and, second uh, one. He's in both of them, I think. He's the pilot that Yeah. I like those Jumanji movies though. They're good. They're good. Oh shit. Was he in both of those? Yeah, he was like the the one that was stuck in the game. Yeah, I know. The, so the new Jumanjis, <laughs> the new ones, I've seen them once each. I've yeah, seen them once same. each. Never did same. a rewatch. I don't remember it that well. Oh really? That's weird. I dug it. Oh, yeah, me too. I liked both. You know, now that you're mentioning it and I'm having to think of things. I feel like I may have paid attention to it more than you should of a person my age. But I like was like, Reese Darby. And like I was like so stoked about everything. (laughs) It turned into a Jumanji conversation. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) But I did read the first third of this book last night. Okay. I, uh, I dig it. This movie made me want more of that story well i was gonna say did you go full mist i think you read and watch (laughs) i i told you i like adaptations because i feel like a book has to be pretty goddamn good for a bunch of people to be like let's invest a hundred million dollars in it Mm -hmm. because this was a hundred million dollar movie that failed miserably it was like i never heard of it it felt like a golden compass that was supposed to be a big three was golden compass supposed to be a thing yeah oh fuck i didn't know well it's a tv show has dark materials on hbo now Mm -hmm. but it it was a series of i guess they're kids books but they're young adult narnia kind of thing but no religion added to it so it's like just a pure story as far as but it has a lot of philosophy in it like the narnia books do but they made that one movie with daniel craig and nicole kidman and Mm -hmm. that's it it flopped and they moved on well i guess the money alone they had to spend on the noise in this movie the reception for this movie (laughs) felt like that but like we said we liked it i I liked it i could dig it i was hoping to understand the noise a little faster there was way too much story packed into this movie so fast but it felt paced fine i'm pretty good at seeing where something is going and so with the you know, you're seeing the noise rise from everyone's head, their thoughts. I, I knew where it was going, but I just wanted some confirmation a little I wondered than at I first, got. I was like, is this going to get annoying? And I was like, actually, it works. It works all right. But it made me feel like, God, it would be fucking annoying to live in that. Yeah. But I guess it's about a kid who doesn't know life any other way. Yeah. I mean, that's where he grew up. Later in the movie, they mentioned, uh, not to skip ahead too much. The, the, the other mayor mentions, you only thought there were two settlements. 
Oh, yeah. And he's like, uh, nah, that's all he knew. He knew that village and the story of the other one. So that was his world. Yeah, and I did realize that. But now that you say it and I'm talking about it out loud, that should have hit him a little harder. Yeah, he he was a, he was pretty, he actually pretty cool about it. But he's a dude who spends his entire life trying to control his thoughts. Mm-hmm. That does make sense as well. Also, a weird callback to me talking about policing my thoughts. Policing. <laughs> <laughs> man, I think you'd be fucked. I would too, though. I would be fucked, man. I, I would be. I think about fucked. the weirdest shit every day. I know, and sometimes I'm just horrible. like I go down Google rabbit holes, and it's nothing that'll get me in trouble it's just <laughs> fucking weird yeah i accept that about myself no you ask yourself what the fuck? i went and got a, a writing you know i went to college for writing and everything will work out just go to just do writing kids <laughs> <laughs> if you're really weird the noise was uh, a little overwhelming at first but then you come to understand it better it felt really kind of natural the way he was like bitching at himself I keep your shit together they all know God. bouncing from thought to thought and talking about being self-conscious it's horrible and then you got a village but it's a dudes. cool fucking idea man that's why I was like fuck I own this book I'm gonna read this now yeah so that's what this movie really was great with was I was like I kind of want to know more about where that came from mm-hmm. because that's a good idea and uh the movie isn't it's not paced poorly nothing was completely unclear you got a lot of little ideas and then you just got more little ideas you mm-hmm. know and it was like this whole the world building happened fine but the whole thing where he's in a town where where all the women were supposedly killed by the natives we only see one fucking alien the in one colony this is my only complaint one alien and one alien colony from afar they see like the alien village from you know and a I, distance. Was, I was bummed out about that you can't drop there are aliens here here's one <laughs> they meant to make more movies yeah they so just won't they get meant to, to make I, more but i they're would not going watch to more they're not going to because this one failed it flopped really bad it so, was a huge loss for the studio mm. I, I don't remember what it grossed but it, it was like a third of what they paid to make it well and that's a shame I assumed that it was a book series as I started it. A lot of factors there, though. Like, well, it came out during the pandemic. And plenty to talk about, but the end was just so open-ended for the sequel. Yeah. The beginning of the adventure. The adventure begins. Yeah, it, uh, like a fine arc. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole, all the steps all the way around, yeah, as far as story plot points go. But this uh, and I mean, was unfulfilling because there was a lot more to learn. cut it right there as the end. Yeah, so, it works. Yeah, but it was enough. I'm going to read the books. It's I a strong know. setup for a sequel. Yeah, I like the characters. I like the idea. I think there were things about the noise that they didn't really delve into because there were a little couple little plot points that didn't make total sense. Part of the preacher's personality was he just always projecting that flame. I liked his flame. He was kind of scary. He was fucking. Also, this movie was fucking brutal. I thought he was the real badass, but yeah, he was a dick. I wish this was a TV show. They would 100 that shit. It would it, get drawn yeah, out. Yeah, it would get They'd pulled down to a network beat that the shit sucked. out of it, and then it would be awful by it's the end. True. Charlie Kaufman wanted to write this movie. He wrote the first draft of it, but then it was rewritten five times. Mm. The final time, though, was by the guy who wrote the book. So okay. I think that's why it feels a little bit like he's like, well, I have to explain this. and I could, Like, it's all there. All the explanation is there. It's just not enough. You would have to be such a patient person to do that. You know, imagine your work. Your book gets rewritten by the weirdest fucking writer. <laughs> And then other people dip in, but too. you're like honored, yeah. And then they're like, "This is fucking nuts." And then rewrite it this five thing. times. Also, they filmed the whole movie and then showed it to test audiences, and that's why they did all the re-edits. And all the re-edits were uh, the Alvarez guy, Fe- Fede, I think his name is the guy who directed Evil Dead and uh, Don't Breathe. Okay. Oh, he's doing the Alien movie. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and it's on Hulu. It's gonna be like Predator. It's, really? And it's outside of the storyline. It's just alien universe movie. And so Hulu's doing an alien movie too. Isn't that fucking awesome? I don't think I knew that I've much. never, I haven't seen your face the whole time we've done this podcast when I told you something was happening that you looked that excited. Oh. Like all of the lines in your face disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Do you need a napkin? no it's fine no i'm fucking excited i didn't even know a new alien movie was coming and it's great could use a little of that who knows how long how long did you see a date did it say 23 i didn't look up the date i I should have 24 i should have but it's the year 24 you all have phones you're holding them you're listening to us (laughs) i can't do all the work Uh. (laughs) i have things to do I'm still holding the summary, <laughs> confusing myself. Let it go. Um, 
Yeah, that preacher was awesome. Sorry, I'll start back. That preacher was awesome. I thought he was one of the darkest characters in there. I thought he was more of a badass than it's the mayor. Up. There was a lot of animals died in this movie in a fucking horribly like gut punch way. They didn't give a fuck about the horses. Yeah. Thought, but, you know, there was the humane touch. But still, every time it bothers me in a movie. A little bit. Like in a horror movie when they kill the Kelly dog. Was very upset. Yes. She was very upset. It's like horror movies when you know the dog is going to die. Like, you know, even the dog in I Am Legend. Uh, oh my god say what you want about i am legend but the yeah the whole John dog wick <laughs> it was just a fucking puppy man i know it's mm. fucking horrible yeah but it got me really effective storytelling it was to make you that attached to a character mm-hmm. that isn't a human being i like this director a lot i'll always take a chance with this guy's movies because he did uh swingers go edge of tomorrow jumper he did go? yeah jumper is not good yeah he directed go Second movie. It's Swingers and then Go, I think, is right in a row. We should do Go down the road. It's, it's been, been a long, a long time, time, man. It's been a really long yeah. time. I liked that movie. I liked Such that movie a, a lot movie. back then. I think I have that on VHS somewhere. I have it on uh, DVD. I didn't realize that uh, because I, I did another like passive watch while I was doing stuff today. Oh, okay. And uh, the mayor's name is Mayor Prentice, and they live in Prentice Town. Town. And I was like, oh, it's fucking right there in front of me the whole mm-hmm. time. Because I was trying to figure out, is the preacher in? Well, no. And they rub it in your face right away. He gets in a fight with baby Jonas. Yeah. And then he's like, mayor's coming. And then immediately the mayor's calling him son. He saw him being strong and being able to control yeah. his thoughts. Better and he knew his son was a fucker. trying, and his son is a Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It, it was like that use of, uh, what's his name? Taylor Lauder? Is that his Lautner? name? Lautner. Yeah. The werewolf Twilight. boy. Yeah. yeah. When he was in, was the it? Shark Boy and Lava Girl? No. The, <laughs> was the Adam Sandler movie? The Despicable, Despicable Six or something like that? Uh, it was the Western spoof. Oh, I never watched it. Oh, it was pretty funny. Was it? Yeah. It was, okay. I, I enjoyed it. See, I tried, it's not great. I tried one of his, you know, project movies on Netflix, and it, yeah, I, like, I like sorry, the David man. Spade one. I haven't seen that one yet. Either. That one's pretty good. I don't. I, I wish I could remember. Spade's badass. There was one of them that I was. I, I I'll go back and watch Happy Gilmore, even yeah. Eight Crazy Nights. That's yeah. a technical foul. David Spade is underappreciated. He's the straight man of our generation. Before Jason Bateman came along, David Spade was the straight man in everything. He wouldn't laugh. He didn't get the joke, you know, like he was that, that, that fucking guy in everything. Um, and Jason Bateman does that now. Well, yeah, I go way fucking off topic. I don't remember how I got here. You know, Jason Bateman was in Necessary <laughs> Roughness, the Scott Bakula football movie. Oh, it was because I was talking about the Jonas. <laughs> yes, I know you love oh, God, I, the cover of that movie's burned in my brain. <laughs> Man. No, so yeah, if, yeah. I, if I can make a reference to that movie, I will. Daisy Ridley was good in this. I mean, she's good in this kind of sci-fi movie. I haven't seen her in anything else, really. Really, felt like she's like she, popped up in some. I think she was in a rom-com. I felt the strength in her watching. character when her character needed to be strong. Felt the fear when there was fear. Well, the costumes look really good too. Like her orange jumpsuit thing. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of fucking flight suits in sci-fi. <laughs> I am a flight suit expert. You're, that one, you're good with that yeah, flight suit? Yeah, that one was really good. The texture, the way it showed up on camera and stuff, mm-hmm. it was fucking awesome. I don't think I've ever talked about the costume design of something. Well, that no, I mean, well, how about the wreckage? But I noticed. Like, I was like, that's a good fucking flight suit. Did you notice that space wreckage looked like wreckage? The special effects were great. When that thing is crashing, you see the inside before shit hits the fan. Nice, clean spaceship. It's the future. We get it. Even even a couple things different. That captain's chair up in the window like that. Did you notice? Oh, yeah. yeah. That I was like kind of cool because it's just like a suspended chair in front of a window almost with a like a screen. That's the cockpit? Okay, cool. That would make you me feel different. out of control and just flying through space. Yeah, but then when that fucker's <laughs> crashed, only Survivor. It's happened before, but that's fine. She was the smart one. She was the one who could uh, overcome. But then you see that wreckage and there's nothing pretty. It's not like, oh, here's these like perfect battery cells in this cylinder shape that we pulled from this wall. It, yeah. Even, even the batteries. Everything I, looked I very functional. I, they spent a lot of fucking money on this. Yeah. I mean, so in a they sci-fi a movie, you really see a battery. Good job. How many times do you see that cylinder shaped thing that looks like a helium tank with some framing around it or yeah, something. Yeah, and you slide it in the you hole. Slide it in, tw- yeah. twist, you know, oh, the filters changed. You know, or like yeah, the batteries changed. I feel like I have rules for that when 
they're broken. I, sometimes yeah, I get as upset. weird as it sounds, I could appreciate the batteries that they pulled. Oh, fresh batteries. And it was this weird looking, what, like three piece. I don't even know what shape you'd call that, but it was just something you don't see all the time in a sci-fi movie. It had all these things that I look for in a uh, rewatchable sci-fi movie. The people in Prentice Town had those weapons, but they couldn't charge them. That's They used those batteries. These haven't worked in 20 years. You know, here's the batteries. Yeah. Get to it. Yeah. The weapons were cool, too. All the blaster fire and mm-hmm. stuff, and the impact and the foley when it would hit sounded really good. The weird thing that the Jonas accidentally sets off when he's going through her stuff. Yeah, but that all of that stuff is like I'm like, where'd they get those? Were the guns <laughs> were those the guns from Earth? Why don't the other people have more of the guns? Well, like, and even though I, why did this happen? Yeah, Viola's you know she's a scout and she can handle herself, but you don't get that overwhelming. Oh, she's the one. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's no the one. Thing, which no, I, you get I, the feeling that she was part of like a two-person team to yeah, land and check she's everything trained out for so much, but it's keeping it within the realm of reason. Yeah, and there wasn't enough of showing her skills, mm-hmm. and that sort of bothered me. There was character development I could see was there. Like the scene he when put worried, it all in there, but you it's worry just about the not guy getting her. You know, they're working out the plan, and she's in the room, and that guy's like, "Oh, I'm gonna flip and fucking, I'll turn her over." Yeah, and then it cuts to her. She had whooped his ass. He's on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's fucking Ray. You could have done an action sequence, <laughs> and I would have appreciated it. But Todd's like, "Oh, you're good." But still, it was fine without it. Like, it was an enjoyable. Movie. That's what I'm saying. If I, I was a fucking kid and I saw this, I'd have blown the fuck away. Well, I, I would have understood all of it. I it call that character fine. the one, the one complex. Oh, yeah, for John sure. John Wick, Neo. Yeah, the chosen, I have to Frodo this fucking ring to the mountain. Yes. There was no the one complex in this, which was cool for a sci-fi. Uh, that's, I'm not saying it I think that's happens. indicative of some uh, young adult stuff mm-hmm. to pair them. Because I feel like the young adult formula is like, put them together, but keep them apart. Oh, but, you know, and then just, we're going to tease this kiss for like three books, man. Very Hunger Games strong. Once they're both undead, they can fuck. <laughs> Uh, what was it, that short video I made a long time ago? It says, I'm going to write the great American novel. And I just wrote vampires fucking on a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> and then a couple years later, they write what we do in the shadows. No. <laughs> well, that, that's how that shit is. is it, it's good. And then it gets terrible. And then it gets good again. And people love vampires. Because we got like after interview with the vampire. So interview with the vampire is the upswing. And then you get like interview with the vampire, which you said. Yeah. That's one of those whole... uh, Oh, is it? It's one of those things, man. Oh, really? Not to get into it. I've never read that book. I should. I always meant to. No, um, I don't. I don't like vampires that much, though. <laughs> no, that's that's. I'll part defend of the... it to death, but at the same time, like I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So it was terrible. People try and throw that in the Mandela effect thing. Interview with the interview with a vampire. Uh-huh. I'm like, guys, it's just people that I don't. I don't. Let's not get into Mandela. I don't effect even thing. know what I said. And now I want to go back and look. I'm I have the like, sure strong impulse the. to be like, are you sure that I said that? Well, no shit, because <laughs> it, we talk about vampires. My mind goes to Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise, you know, like I go to that for some reason. And so in my head, I was getting ready to tell you about the and uh. And so I listened and I'm pretty sure you said the. Nice. But we were right there <laughs> on the vampire. <laughs> I'm glad that <laughs> popped up for both of us. Was that Anne Rice? It was Anne Rice. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Anne Rice. That was a while ago, wasn't it? That was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. See? It seems like yeah. I'm pretty sure she was in an episode of the X Files. It feels like just I think she ran read the... like a witchcraft shop. Yeah. Oh, that'd I f- be cool. I want to say it was her. I forgot to look it up at the. That'd be at really the time. cool. I don't think, think I was eating a big bowl of cereal and I was like, "That's fucking Anne Rice." <laughs> Can't look it up, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but there was everything in this movie. They focused well enough on the the young adult thing works really good as far as the storytelling tactic is they they like put these two people together and uh, will they, won't they? I, I think Hunger Games was the one that kind of fucked well, me out up. Out of the three we mentioned, I read a little bit of Hunger I Halfway through the second book, I think as far as I got reading it, didn't read Maze Runner, didn't read Divergent, but I've seen all the movies, right? I watched Divergent and that was it. I didn't watch the other two in that one. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. It was too, uh, it looked like a... How Ender's Game was real disappointing. It was that kind of mm. feeling to it. Oh, I rewatched that a couple, uh, maybe two months ago. Really? Because I'd only seen it once and I remember having mixed feelings, so I gave it another chance. Uh, I don't know what that would be like coming in clean. I read that book when I was way young. Mm-hmm. like yeah, I was probably 13 or something So like you that. had some expectations there. Uh-huh. Big ones. Okay. The man who writes those books is very problematic. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, uh, this one good good action when there needed to be action, not over the top. No one complex, no the one complex. But yeah, it was like they gave you one little alien, and they gave you one little tentacle monster in the river. Well, like they wanted to do the, all three movies, I'm sure. But the tentacle monster was cool in the river. It's one of my favorite parts of the movie. I like I was it. like, oh shit! I had very few <laughs> notes. Did you notice I don't even have my notes up like usual? My it's notes because I uh, had yeah. very few. I didn't. I really watched this. Movie. I'm glad you mentioned it. That is one of my notes. That scene. Was awesome to me. It was great. Because you thought he was had no shame about being naked because he'd only grown yeah, up around he, men. He and just then, gets ass naked right in front of her. No second thought. No, without even yeah. realizing it's a thing. And I thought he was just bathing. But he was like, I'm going to go kill a tentacle this, monster. Yeah, this fucking monster in the water. Knife. <laughs> yeah, so he goes all survivor man in the fucking water. This is the guy who would win alone. Oh, yeah, for sure. He would fucking win alone. I liked all his little casual thoughts about how he was going to die. <laughs> Like he was like, oh, that's going to get infected. I'm probably going to die. He just moves on. Do you like, know how much I respected those little thoughts? That's that's my head all day. A certain thing happens. I'm like, oh, is that that little microbe that's going to finish me? Don't know why. He just kept moving. Yeah. He finds out there's more than two towns in the in his, in the entire existence yeah. that he knows. I kind of like that about his brushes character. It off. They built up that whole thing in the beginning where he was like the mayor's boy. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like the most. Those were the only two children born on the planet. There weren't any other young ones. Uh, other than later, which, spoilers, there's another town. There's another town. Yeah. And when they get there, there are women there. And he's mm-hmm. he's just, he takes it pretty. Well, and then that mayor, there's other towns. There are other settlements. It was kind of a breath of fresh air that that mayor wasn't on edge, overprotective, I don't trust you. We get it. That's the approach. It's the standard approach in these. Trust no one. Survive. No new oh, members. Yeah, his in the reaction group. at the beginning isn't isn't all that crazy as far as a mayor in a dystopian sci-fi. Yeah, no, that's what I like expect. New I Earth mean, uh, or new so, the new planet or whatever. So they many it. of those postmen. <laughs> <laughs> the postman was okay. The postman uh, gets a lot of okay, shit. Okay, I'm down with the postman. The postman's all I'll right. agree. I watched the postman several times back in the day. I love the postman. Yeah, it's not as bad as uh, everyone was you like, don't often, it's a little slow. You don't often meet a man named Ford Lincoln Mercury. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> That's the other thing is the postman has some funny shit. Oh, and Will Patton. And Will Patton. It's got some Will Patton in it. The little tiny characters, I've seen them other places. Mm-hmm. The Settlers, other mayor. She was an outsider. The the guy who, who tries to kind of bully him on the steps. What the fuck? You know, the one who gets... Oh, that guy's name was in the lead credits. He's not really in the movie all that because much. of all the oh i've seen that person in that thing he yeah. was one of the higher ups on that list oh all that's right. what it is i mean offhand and i should have dug deeper on him i bet his uh his credits go pretty deep Probably. I, he's one of those guys you see and he's a got lot every of police procedural on his own. he's definitely in castle <laughs> i bet he i bet he's on castle's roster yes um good point it's it's people you've seen in think mads mickelson i love mads mickelson he's so good such a good bad guy and I, people don't like this, but I think he was a better Hannibal actor, the best Hannibal actor. Oh well, and the actor who plays uh, Todd's dad, well, the dad who lives longer. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I think you were trying to keep uh, shit. No, that's way early. Uh, but his, da- I like that his dads uh-huh. were uh, burly. They, they were fucking were burly. One of my other three notes. But there was so much like I was like, well, wait. Are there more men that are like married? Is that what they're going for now in this town? And what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And why? And where are all the women? I think I was led to believe that the aliens were like, we'll just get rid of your women so you can't make more people. Yeah, uh, it was the best fuck you possible. Bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you've seen the two dad things a lot lately. But the burliness of the dads. Because one, the blonde guy was the dirty blonde. He was hot. He was, uh, he was he a hotty man. He, he was like a fucking wildling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that dude was definitely north of the fucking wall. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was a fucking wall climber like no other at some point. I could respect that, though, because it's one of those things that, oh, we're seeing more of it. That's awesome. But, oh, you, you put an extra little touch on it. It's very realistic, mm-hmm. too. That, uh, I mean, lots of spoilers, so. Yeah, you're deep enough in where I feel like if you decided you wanted to watch it, you've already stopped listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> but even, like, watching this, I was like, cool, I have something to read. Mm-hmm. I'll probably read it pretty quick. It's pretty short. but uh, The fact that you actually had it on your Kindle. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I meant to read this. I would have read this for the podcast, like, in this week. Going before. full mist. <laughs> yeah, I would have gone full mist. From here on out. Like, their journey to the place was kind of short 
not didn't take them very long. And then, but everything was paced fine. It just mm-hmm. felt like a lot in you know two hours. It was enough of a journey for the get to know you, build trust. Yeah, which is fine. That's that's how Star Wars movies are. And so it's just it was fine storytelling. Yeah, there just yeah the, there wasn't much of a journey, but, but it's fine. But it was a lot of world packed in. Not to, that there's uh, anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and his mom's journal that his dad slips into his bag before he leaves. Though they don't mention when it happens. They but didn't, then he they? has it later. And then oh, he's illiterate. Yeah. That's sad. Oh, also, shortest fucking journal ever written. I you're telling me, man. Like I was like, he, she like, was he she said, ju- I'll read you some of it. I expected a montage where it slowly flashed forward and he's like, uh, uh, like posing different or they're in different scenery, you know, like, oh, change scene, exterior hut. Maybe being illiterate is hereditary. (laughs) (laughs) It took his mother five years to write five pages. (laughs) Yeah, they're short entries. Just sweet to the point. The story of the The journal was the movie. It was like the whole movie. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, cursory. We're, we're we're telling you all these things. The truth was there the whole time. Poor and if Todd they could have made read. another movie, they could have slowed down and fleshed out some of that stuff. Well, I'm sure you have to think they went into this movie with the intention of making two and three. Oh, for sure. So they spent a hundred million dollars. So on you it. would have to hope that things were left open ended for a reason, not thoroughly explained for a reason. Wouldn't it be funny if Charlie Kaufman was just like. That's going to bomb. I'm going to write the script and then I'm going to back out right now. And then they're going to be like, oh shit, Charlie Coppin wrote the script. And then they're going to spend $100 million on this movie. It's going to bomb. That's some being John. Well, and it's it's not a movie that's going to reach cult status any day. It's not that. No, but I liked it a lot. I liked everyone in it. Everyone was really good. I've seen uh, some sci fi shit with a bigger budget that was way more disappointing. This wasn't disappointing. I, no, it, it had a very compelling plot, and it was just—it should have been a television series. I hope th- somebody makes a TV series of this one day. The the thing that did scare me most was at the beginning when I tell people to watch the 100. I tell them once you get past the teen angst, it's okay. And now I tell them you probably won't finish it. <laughs> like that's just something I say. But I'm like, give it a shot. I think I still it would be hard to, to finish. People. Yeah. And but so I felt that teen angst rising in this movie. I don't think it ever got to a boiling point. I don't think it ever got to yeah. critical level of love. Well, after I read those Maze Runner books, where I was like, these were good. Mm-hmm. I, I like those way more than I liked Hunger Games any day. The, there were third person narratives. They had really complicated stuff. Mostly, what Hunger Games had, as far as like complicated emotional stuff, mm-hmm. was uh, the weird love triangle that didn't pay off as well in the movie as it did in the book. I felt like Maze Runner was just kind of more fucked up and sci-fi. It was cool. This one got darker than that in a weird way. Killed both dads. Killed his dog. Killed two horses. I mean, one of them was the bad guy's horse. Whiskey the white horse. Horse didn't ask for that. Whiskey the white horse didn't need to die. Oh, no. He could have fixed that. He didn't have time. No, that was a time saver. A horse with a broken leg. The best thing to do is put that horse down. Is that true? My wife works for an equine vet. I don't know. (laughs) So here's the thing there's a chance but i believe and correct me if i'm wrong i believe you can try but if you fail it's like kind of like fuck you know what i mean yeah it almost it's almost just worth the put down but i could be completely wrong we, we can ask kelly right after <laughs> <laughs> hold on one hold moment. on one second while i ask my wife tap 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 um the horses the dog the dads uh what else yeah that fucking preacher sucks just the fact that they killed all the women because that was fucked up man the whole basis of wiping the women out of the settlement yikes oh that's what really intrigued me was i was like that's fucking weird man i mean that's the kind of shit that goes down when you've been stuck in a grocery store for eight hours with no power and monsters outside the existential terror that some of these things caused me Uh watching this movie where i was like they killed all the women because 
they can't read their thoughts, thoughts. <laughs> and they yeah. don't like that. They don't like it. And then they, then they become <laughs> distrusting of the women because they can't read their thoughts. Kind of that creature too. He's like like a woman, like yeah. two or three times, like <laughs> like disgusting. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was his major put down. Like a woman. Yeah, he told. What did he tell him? He, he even was, told that to the mayor, right? Yeah, yeah he told he the did. mayor that later, but he told Todd in the beginning of it. Yeah, what's his name? I already forgot. Pinkerton. No, no, Pence, the town. <laughs> What's his name? Shit. It's called uh, Prentice Town. Prentice. So Prentice, Mayor Prentice, Mayor Pinkerton. Where the fuck did I get Pinkerton? From the Weezer record, I guess. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Well, I guess it might have just been deep in there. Anyway, old Pinkerton, like a woman. <laughs> and the way that there was the respect there between the character, like nobody fucked with the mayor, but the preacher just talks shit to the mayor and makes his own decision. Mayor's like, hey, go do your thing, preacher. Yeah. And I think some of those, like, plot points were introduced later like mm -hmm. oh you're wondering about that here you go i think that's how the journal popped in like oh look well we need the journal the journal explains everything and then it got put in or it got cut for time early okay and then not to nitpick but i think the one other note that i had was the antenna situation it was a hell of a climb which was weird because daisy ridley was in this there were a lot of star wars references when she takes off on that bike mm -hmm. through the woods, that was the speeder chase from Return of the Jedi. <laughs> like straight up. It's like people on horses chasing her on a like dirt bike. Mm -hmm. well, oh, I but did appreciate that she jumped off that thing and didn't land. And I was like, is this going to be one of those cheesy things where she's mm. so badass? That's the same jump that killed Whiskey the White Horse. And they looked fucked up the whole movie. Blood all over their faces. And yeah, people got fucked up. When you got hurt, you got hurt. Okay, so back to the antenna situation. So it's broke, and then the connection looks kind of just like, you know, that old cable like for a monitor into, in, a, into a PC. You, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, wow, is this like a monitor for 98? It's just kind of unplugged. And it was unplugged, but dangling, but hanging. But then, okay, this is one of the original ships from, like, the first settlement, right? It's been scrapped over time, and it's a relic. However, they've been there at least... A hundred? I don't know. I would say 70 I, to 100 That's years. what I didn't fully understand was the timeline I would in the say movie. 70 to 100. No, but it couldn't have been. It could it have took been 63 years to get there. But see, I think... Technology it, has to have improved. That's why her ship was better. So it probably took less time for the generation's ship afterwards to get there. But also, it turned out there was more than just Prentice Town. So were some of those other settlements founded by other vessels that arrived before those settlements? It's a good Ooh. question. You know, did you follow that? Yeah. Like how many generations deep are we? Because I think this? that'll help you track what exactly the timeline is from when the settlements first started. Yeah, so but they did with say Town, that they'll be happy to see us. They probably thought we weren't coming, which was real cursory at the mm -hmm. beginning. But back to the antenna one more time. <laughs> the hatch that goes to the panel. So this ship has been stripped. It's been there for decades. Oh, yeah. And her ship wreck the second they lay eyes on it those they dudes scrap it. fucking scrap however the shit when they go it. back to this original relic settlement ship there's still a hatch that has not been opened with a working terminal in it i don't want to dispute that with whatever power source is running that ship that that wouldn't work but they did find it very quickly well part of her training must have been you know blueprint recognition so she probably yeah i wish the there was more of, stuff about like <laughs> she probably studied the blueprints of all prior vessels yeah. that were sent to the planet right yeah, That's part of the <laughs> they were both kind of badass. With three more movies, you could have seen them become oh, really become, and then there would have been the conflict at some point. You know, somehow they would have gone to another settlement. And there yeah, would have been like like more around chicks. the end of movie two, because yeah, his hormones, that's your Empire Strikes Back moment. Yeah, his hormones would have kicked in or something. Oh, you know, and it would have been the chick with like the weird alien hand. Yeah, but that like, climb was very like Luke falls down the tube in uh empire strikes back yeah you know yeah. it looked very similar mm, i can see that that panel was okay that computer hadn't been scrapped yeah you know if it's an antenna sounds like something somebody might want to use to make it like we left this just in case we have to call somebody any other sci-fi movie that would have been in somebody's shack at like another settlement and that was the radio that's where you had to get to that was the mission you know like the russian guy and lost <laughs> okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Bleaches. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if there was anything to me that was super questionable about the story, and it's just like one of those little things like, oh, you don't have to really explain it to me. But just, I mean, that's a little. Well, when he shows uh, the mayor all the women that he killed in his like memory the thing. finale. Like, I'm sure he could only conjure up the memory of his mother. And mm. then. Where, where these other women come yeah, from? Yeah, that's like uh, thinking up a unicorn in the first place. Mm-hmm. Is just putting two things together, but but so do you think in the stories his noise develops and I almost wish right there 
And maybe it is that way in the book. I don't know mm-hmm. yet. But I thought right there, they should have made clear that he could influence somebody with his mind. I felt like they kind of seeded that you know who he is. Don't let him in your head about the mayor. Well, second settlement, he gets them to put down the guns. Almost like mind control. Yeah. Not so, just a projection. Exactly. That's a visual But this was mind control. And it wasn't clear enough that that was what happened. And I felt like he wouldn't fall for a bunch of women he killed as a hallucination from somebody else. Like, I didn't, I didn't, should have been able to see through that that with his extra ability. And maybe if I wasn't backwards rationalizing the story and filling in the gaps myself, (laughs) I want to find out how many of my assumptions about these things are correct. Well, and I think, let me know because that's just the thing. I'll fill it in all day, I can fill in that storyline all day with just my thoughts yeah (laughs) what about us as an audience has changed to where we wouldn't be blown the fuck away by this because if this movie had come out even with late 90s special effects 80s special effects 70s special effects all these other points in movie history if this movie was made exactly like this just with what that era could do it would have been huge Terminator. The way we remember because things it was different is enough. Weird. It was yeah. different enough. So I wouldn't doubt that this movie will become some kid's favorite movie. Well, it, you know, or games? that kid's sci-fi. I remember talking to a kid one time. He was like 21. I think I was just around 32 or something like that. And uh he hates the old Star Wars and he loves those prequels because they came out when he was six, seven, eight years old. Mm-hmm. And That's I was, what he knew. I was fucking fascinated. I couldn't wrap my head around it then, <laughs> but now I, I am. It's just interesting to me mm-hmm. because he, he saw these shitty movies. What I saw was, I was like, you just made shittier, you know, like, yeah. you're but like, that hey. was fine with him. You're that, like, hey, those sonny, were his special effects for the I, time. I came up with the originals. So things like this kind of fascinate me because I think this is, this has the potential to get a kid obsessed with something. Mm -hmm. And maybe 10 years from now, we see an HBO series of this. And this has fallen into that category of we've mentioned all those movies that were book series prior. You know, Hunger Games was a, what would you call it, survival of the fittest. Maze Runner was uh, something of experiment. Hunger Games was like Running Man and uh, The Long Walk. It was a very, like, Stephen King battle royale. Battle royale. Yeah, but then you've got Maze Runner, which to me was a little more human experiment slash survival of the fittest. Well, I like the, the, the twist of that. was It felt Japanese to me. I don't know how much, like, <laughs> Japanese sci-fi or horror you've read. Probably, now you're shaking your head like, none ever. I love that shit. I love Japanese sci-fi mm-hmm. and horror and like cyberpunk that comes out of Japan, that stuff is really fucking cool. But it has this sort of pace of storytelling. It's not what somebody who's not into it, me, what I'm used to. Yeah. It's not what well, we're Well, sometimes it'll to. take a hard left turn, and you'll mm-hmm. be like, what the fuck? <laughs> this just turned into something else. Yeah. The Ring books are crazy, because mm-hmm. they start out just like the movies, except gender-swapped. Male is the main character of the book. By the end of it, it's the fucking Matrix you know, mm-hmm. like the whole thing gets out of control. You're you're astounded by that originality. I like that ballsiness in, yeah. t- in storytelling when somebody's just like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> and this was existentially fucking me up the whole time because I was like, you don't want to. This is like what women want, only like sci-fi. <laughs> and I love when you mix that kind of weird shit together. Well, and then you have cool stuff like him killing the fucking water monster. That was yeah, just that was like a nice little thing. And they didn't overdo it with the monsters. I really liked that. You you should watch it. Love and Monsters. It came out during the pandemic. It's fucking great. No, I, I told you I've got this thing, the expensive Roku that wasn't worth it. The last time I tried to watch that movie, it wasn't happening and I kept resetting it and everything. I couldn't play it on Prime. I could play every other movie on Prime but that movie. That movie feels like this movie. It was weird. But it, that movie is a better movie all around. Love and Monsters? Yeah, the story was... I remember you really liked it. Michael Rooker's in it. Oh, Michael Rooker. I love Michael Rooker. Damn, Michael Rooker. Ah, Days of Thunder. (laughs) (laughs) Was that what that whole thing was? Was you trying to think of the most obscure Michael Rooker thing you could think of? I was... (laughs) I guess that's not super obscure, but that's not like the immediate... I almost made a Merle reference. You know, I almost made a Walking Dead reference, and I was like, no, I want to dig a little deeper. For years, I thought of him as Henry, the portrait of the serial killer. Uh I think that was the first thing I ever saw him in, 
maybe mall rats around the like. But then you see same, the stink palm. I think of Slither almost every time. HBO Kid Days of Thunder is number one, but I think for me, mall rats is number two for Rooker. I fucking love Slither. I rewatched it before it left Prime. I think when we first started doing this, you had mentioned it, and so I found it, and I was like, ah, and I. It was gone. Like the next week. Yeah. Yeah. It was off prime like the next week. And I'm I think like, I oh, watched I it during that. It. Like right at that time. Well, too. it had been on there forever. And I'd seen it and I thought about it and you said it. So I went home, found it. No shit. The little prime banner was missing. And I was like, oh, it fucking just left. Like great timing. I feel like what I like about movies when mm-hmm. they get made into a movie, what that is, is Slither. <laughs> like Slither is the most me a movie has ever been. It has castle <laughs> and it's funny as fuck oh pam is in it too because she was married to james gunn then was she in it i think i saw oh she yeah was she's like the, the, the 911 operator uh, yeah yeah okay and he's like it. you're supposed to answer the phone <laughs> she's like oh sorry <laughs> were the uh, aliens called spackle i believe so okay I think that was the reference. I read it in the book last night, too. But They weren't prawns. I was kind of out of it. They wasn't prawns. <laughs> I want another one of those. Oh, well, Neil Blomp. How do you say his name? Blomp. Yeah. But the way uh, Blomp. Blomkov. Blomk- oh, shit. I don't know. I want his Happy RoboCop movie still to this day. Did he do the new RoboCop? No, he wanted to. Oh. He do. just wanted to. And fuck, give it to him. Why would you not? Like you pump out like a subpar Robocop movie Dude, instead of just up? letting that guy make one. Did I bring this up when we were talking about Prey? Did we talk about how he did um he was going to redo Aliens? Yes. From after Aliens? He was gonna pick it up like three never happened. Yeah, I don't know if I want that anymore. Well, I saw the concept art for it. Like this was probably 2013, 2014. I've settled into uh Aliens went where it went. Dude, he was going to bring back Sigourney, Michael Bean, and it was going to pick up from the rescue craft. I have less bad feelings about three than most people do. That was the first time I saw David Fincher's name on anything. At the time. That's not great as far as a David Fincher movie goes. In my youth, I didn't like it, but a few, well, I guess several years ago, I read an article that that changed my mind because that wine cellar movie. That was a great. Resurrection is also better now. Than it was when it came out. I was, ugh, it, I, I was, was always fine with it. I was always fine. With I thought it. it was fuck awful when it came out, but nah. I'll watch it now. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, it was different. It was even when it came out, it was you know, and it, it had just that felt whole... like that time where like everything was like Event Horizon. Well, it was that whole '90s thing. Yeah, it was so '90s in a sci-fi movie. What was it like that? Event Horizon was the 90s version of what Alien felt like when it came out. And then they made an Alien movie that was like Event Horizon. It was like when Kevin Smith made a Judd Apatow movie, even though Judd Apatow makes Kevin Smith movies. Stop. Every time you say that, my brain does something fucking weird. <laughs> it's like that other guy we were just talking about earlier. I'm not going to say his name again. <laughs> anyway. But this movie has doesn't deserve a 38. It has a 38 Metascore. It has a 5.7 on IMDb. Mm -hmm. I don't think this needs to be anyone's favorite movie, but people were fucking harsh about it. And some of the reviews I read, I didn't even grab any this time. Was it because they expected Hunger Games? uh, Either they were like, this is a really bad translation of the book. Or they were like, you could clearly be like, you don't like sci-fi movies. Okay, well, speaking of District 9, District 9 was one of my Hollywood movies. I love it. And I was in Cedar Park, right? So you've got some country out there. I love District 9. I was such a fan of District Does 9. Does anyone not like District 9, though? People in the country. <laughs> no, man, this, the shit that I would hear needed more aliens in it. Why didn't they have more spaceships There's fighting? a lot of fucking aliens. No, yeah. They were like, <laughs> why aren't there more aliens? Why weren't there more fighting? Like, this was shit that I would hear at Hollywood Video in Cedar Park. And I'm like, that's not the fucking point of the movie. There's plenty of action for what this movie is. It was mind-numbing. They don't get it. <laughs> They don't get it. Not to go back into video games. I played an amazing video game lately that was just a low-level arcade game. The reviews. There were people that were like, the bots are ramming me off the track. That's what the game was, man. It was like a death race scenario. They're trying to kill you. (laughs) People don't fucking understand shit sometimes. What I will say, though, is this has 21% on Rotten Tomatoes. Critic score, 71% audience score. So people like to be entertained, man. And is this was this an opportunity for critics to try and make a name for themselves? Hi, uh, this isn't the Batman Begins of science fiction, but about like a Marvel movie. It's probably it like was that. better than Jumper though. Same director, he did Jumper. Jumper, yeah, he's got mm. some duds, man. 
He's got some really good ones. Edge of Tomorrow's fucking great. Jumper was Jumper. At, meh. Jumper, I think, was coming off the new release. Well, that shelf was another one that in my Hollywood I think he's time. willing to gamble on these sort of young adult things. I mm-hmm. think he likes them. <laughs> I think he likes young adults. <laughs> you think he likes young adults? <laughs> There's another word for that, man. Yeah, he also directed Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which I find middle of the road, less good than the Gray Man, but the same kind of action. Hey, just that action. The, that's the movie where he found. Angelina, where he right? Found her. Where Finally. he dropped. Uh, there's so many Jennifers in Hollywood, you and don't I can know only... that Frank. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know. I, I mean, <laughs> I think it's fair for critics to have looked at this a little bit and been like, uh, "You guys didn't finish the story." It has that ending that's complete setup for the next one, but it's fine if you chop chop its fucking head off there also. Yeah, it's just a little unfuf- It's a little more unfulfilling. It's a little unfulfilling. It's, but it. I mean, I, not everyone will do this, but I'll just. I'm just gonna fucking read the books now because <laughs> I, it teased enough. It was like a good teaser. There you go, and for, that's that's great. If you have the time to read, read it. Yeah, you can't make a full length novel into a fucking movie, and please everybody, you're never gonna be able to do it. Never. It has to be tiny novella like The Mist, or Hellraiser, or something like that. You have to. Pick short stuff if you're going to make it. Shawshank Redemption. Short. That Philip K. Dick stuff. A lot of them. A lot of Philip a lot K. Of Dick Phil- stuff. Are... Some of that shit is three pages long and they made decent movies, <laughs> movies out of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, and so there's that acceptable level. And I want to say some of those other ones probably threw a wrench in this one because people were expecting that. Yeah. And the level that... The star power in this at the time because they were both filming Spider-Man movies and uh, the last Star Wars movie mm-hmm. at the same time. And then it didn't test well, and they reshot stuff. Well, I shit you not, I'd never heard of this fucking movie before you were like, hey, check out this movie that's on Hulu. The fact remains, at the end of the day, it's not terrible. It's not a bad movie. And no. uh, uh, if you're like just looking for a fun movie to watch and you have no interest in... And it's not a real teeny bopper for Or you're like us, where you've just fucking seen all the sci-fi movies, mm-hmm. and you're like, uh, I have to watch that. There's only so many times I can go to sleep watching Europa Report. <laughs> You love Europa Report. It touched me. I thought that that was brilliant at the end, the first time I saw it. It was the, it was that Last Days on Mars came out the same time, and I just thought it was better. You liked the zombie move better. I liked the zombie move. I liked the actual life kind of thing. Opposite of Ad Astra. Nothing. Uh, other than uh, <laughs> like X-Files, um, I'm up to Doggett now. And, uh, Doggett was rough for me in the beginning. It was rough for me in the beginning back then, then too. Then I got to I, like I him. I knew it was coming, and I remember that I got to like him. I so think, this is easier now. I think I just, Doggett gains your respect. <laughs> agreed. And I kind of, I'm kind of, that's a real fuzzy time of high school where I wasn't watching any TV show regularly because I was a, I was a kid. I think we were so busy trying, well, I was so busy trying to fucking like party and like, well, do, I had to walk everywhere in the, the heat and, and, and the rain and, and shit. Like, you were always moving when you were that you age. You know, I, I grew up watching football and t- I quit watching football around that time. Movies, X Files, TV shows that I was yeah. like balls deep, uh, that 70s show. We were all watching that 70s show as they came out. I lost track of that 70s show that about that time. There was just that year, like, like 99, I guess. TV more than movies. Yeah. So it kind of wrapped up and ended without me really. Really getting all of it i got it here and there when i was like home somehow on a Sunday i finished night. them before streaming was out you know like you'd rent it you'd go rent them if if the store had all the copies of the season <laughs> god my first watch through Battlestar, man that was so hard for me we had just like season two of something Ex- and you'd be no. like and i'd be like what the fuck is this? Or you have season two discs one and four i remember having not to, two and i had three. to talk him into getting season two of doctor who and he was like oh, they changed doctors and i was like <laughs> That's what they fucking do. Yeah. And like I was just, uh, yeah. Well, and I wasn't doing the office when I worked at Hollywood, but it was only what the U S office. It was only four years old, maybe three, four. And I wasn't into it, but the, the random fucking episodes that we had of what seasons were available. People got so mad. They're like, what am I supposed to do? And I, was like, I don't know. We can call the other Hollywoods. Like I can, I can check the inventory and see if somebody All I know it. is I can make fucking nothing and, I can't help you. And then these people are in Cedar Park, you know, north of Austin. And I'm like, oh, South Austin has two copies. <laughs> They're like, we're not going to South Austin to Cedar Park. <laughs> I'm like, well, well, if you really fucking want it. Best Buy down the fucking road. Yeah. What a time. We didn't know any different, though. No, I mean, I'd have late jobs where I'd get off at midnight, two in the morning. 
my movies came from the bin at Walmart because they were like five bucks or less. I was like, oh, fuck. I haven't seen that in 10 years. Like, I oh. have purchased movies from Walgreens in the middle of the night. Walgreens is how I owned VHS copies of it was the Halloween trilogy. And that's when I was younger. I think I was. I was like 15 or something like that. I bought them and I was like, I've never seen Halloween 3. I'm going to buy this. Like, <laughs> and I was like, this isn't even a fucking Halloween movie. Didn't I show you the tune on VHS and you loved that? That animated thing called the tune? I think I was tripping on mushrooms. <laughs> well, I mean, so, but it, you found it very entertaining. But yeah, I did find it. So that movie, I bought it Eckerd. Eckerd's. Weird. Back when there was Eckerd's. That's crazy. I, that was just, I was a kid and I was like, I oh, it's a cartoon. A I had no idea. Uncle Corner. <laughs> But what I was saying was, other than X-Files, I probably won't watch too much over the next two months that isn't horror. I'm just mm -hmm. going to fucking go super hard. And next time, we're going to watch uh, Hellraiser. Because I don't think either of us have seen it since we were children. Not even as a young adult did I rewatch it for yeah. some reason. But I'm due because I, I read the book for the first time. Yeah, there's and, no telling uh, how much I didn't understand because I was probably nine. Uh, but I remember this. the first time I saw Hellraiser when I was younger, I'd already seen Hellraiser like two and three. Mm -hmm. So when I saw the first one, I was like, nothing's happening in this movie. And well, those now first... that I've read the book, I want to, I bet, I'm like, I bet that's good. I bet that's got that. I didn't like Lord of Illusions when I was younger either. I've watched it several times. I can't believe I rewatched that because fucking, you talked about it. I fucking love it. It was kind of hard for me to get through. It, it's a toughie. <laughs> it was just because of how slower, like... it's a The director's cut is long. Oh, jeez. But it has a really slow Femke Jensen I would need a lot of caffeine scene. to make it through that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, no. But yeah, Hellraiser. Always on HBO and Cinemax. But yeah, I mean... So I watched it a lot at a very young age just thinking it was a scary movie probably not understanding the storyline at all so i can't wait to watch it now and really feel that movie. yeah i really want it, to it's not like there were other things like that movie that i thought that i was gonna go back and watch and i was like god that scared the fuck out of me but guess what warlock wasn't a scary movie <laughs> do you remember it had a video game though it did no 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 oh didn't make any sense you know, I'm going to say that movie Dolls Held Up. Kind of, yeah. Dolls Held Up all right. It, yeah. Because it's creepy as fuck. Um, One day I'm going to make you watch Troll 2. Well, and it's going to be a good day. I kind of want to redo Critters, man. Just see how Goof Troop... It's I'm, been a long time since I watched Critters. I'd be down. But I'm going to be singing that fucking song. It's the feeling of the night. <laughs> For weeks and weeks on end. Thanks everyone for joining us for the Last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at The Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at dispatchesfromthepit.com.